Welcome to Order at Heart, brought to you by Simply Ordered Solutions. This is the podcast to move you from clutter to creation, helping you create space for the things you love. Again, I'm Dara McClendon, also known as Simply Dara, and I want to thank you for joining me today. This is episode two of season two, and I'm so glad that you're here. How are you? How be you? I'm just playing. Really, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Did you catch the last episode? It was a fun one. We were talking about dirty dishes. And I say we were talking even though I was talking and I really couldn't hear you. But I know since you were listening, because you're listening now, that you were talking right back along with me, even if it was just in your head. So yes, we were talking about dirty dishes. If you missed it, go ahead and catch up. It's okay. You've got time. It's available to you. You'll be so glad you did. We ended our week with that episode with a challenge. So how did your system go? Did you try it? Let me know what worked. Tag me on social media. Which plan was your favorite? All right. I'm curious to know. Now, before we jump into today's show, I'll remind you, if you'd like to connect with me or get notes and tips from the show, grab your phone and text HIGHSOS to 444-999. Follow through the prompts that text you back, and then you'll be subscribed to the SOS email list, where I'll send you a free newsletter and a bunch of other goodies. Okay, now on to the show. If you have not been with me before... Again, welcome, welcome, and thank you for hanging out with me on Order at Heart. You know, I call it Order at Heart because I believe deep, deep down, most of us, if not all of us, like to have some degree of order. We have a desire or for some, a legitimate need to have order in our lives, around us, in our places of work. I mean, it's the how to get there, though, that people struggle with. So if that's you, if, if you feel like that, like, man, yeah, I want order. Of course, I'd love for that Pinterest-looking organized home, but how am I supposed to do that? Then you're in the right place. Here on Order at Heart, we have three segments. They're like the pillars of every episode, so you'll hear them in each show. So just kind of get used to them, expect them. They kind of build each episode. In the first segment, we organize. In the second segment, we prioritize. And then we always close our time together with a challenge to mobilize. So at the beginning of the show, that's what I was kind of checking in on to see how people's challenge from the last episode panned out. All right. And we'll finish this episode in a similar fashion. So now jumping right to our first segment, I like to have a real talk, you know, make you think and visualize your reality. And then I like to give you real tips, real solutions for the problems or challenges in that reality. So kind of take it like this. This segment of the show is where professional organization tips and your real world collide, okay? Now today we are talking about, I wish I had a drum roll, junky drawers. Now, when I when I see that word and when I say that word, I always have to check and make sure I'm not saying draws. I mean, you know, like... Can I say that? Yeah, well, I did. You know, and then depending on what part of the nation you live in, you know, they could be drawers or they could be drawers or draws or, I mean, just people say it so many different ways. So what I am referring to 
is the gliding container that opens normally toward you below a cabinet of some kind where contents and items are placed inside, okay? All right, so you know what I'm talking about. Junky drawers. Let's take a roll call. Raise your hand if you've got, well, not if you're driving and listening to this, obviously, but, you know, blink your eyes one time. If you have a junky drawer or a junk drawer, literally, in the kitchen, okay? Junk drawer or compartment in the car. Do you know what's in it right now, right this minute? Aha, okay. Junk drawer at your desk. That could be your desk at home. That could be your desk at work. I mean, maybe you don't even have a drawer and it's just a bunch of junk on the desk, okay? That counts too. Let's not forget, raise your hand or blink your eyes, about that bedroom, okay? There are lots of drawers in, the, in most bedrooms. You've got the nightstand, you've got a dresser or a chest. I mean, is it is it neat? Just saying. And last but not least, the bathroom. We all have junk drawers, at least one in the bathroom. Because what happens in, in, in all of these places, what happens? It's the catch-all. It's the catch-all. Let's start with the bathroom. It's the catch-all for the products that we tried that really didn't use, that we didn't like, didn't use, but we just bought them so we didn't want to trash them and we were too lazy to return it and didn't know, know if they would take it back. I mean, come on, ladies, do we not? Do we not? So then let's think about the bedroom, okay? The nightstand, how many of you still have a nightstand? I actually don't, but, but my daughter does and I know exactly what's in hers. But as she gets older, that too might become a catch-all for papers and books and pencils and batteries or whatever else because we're in a room or a vicinity when something is given to us or placed in our hand and then which I'll talk about later we don't have anywhere for it to go it has no assigned place to go or stay and so we put it in the next closest you know container or or element that we can find and so most times it is a drawer because once you open the drawer and you close it that item is now out of sight and out of mind so you think you think that everything is still clean and pristine when really you're just hiding and tucking away your clutter, okay? Your your desk. Now, the junk drawers at, at work, I mean, that should be an easy one to, to answer. How did it get like this? I mean, stuff just accumulates. I mean, come on. Chick-fil-A sauces, ketchup packets, <laughs> office supplies, because you want it to stock up in case... You ran out on top of your desk, business cards. I mean, man, if I had to vote between all of these about which would be the junkiest drawer, I might say the desk at work. Might. I might. I don't know. I guess it depends on you. Now, let's think about that car. Now, I said drawer or compartment because we really don't have many drawers, but we have a glove compartment. We might have the hideaway tuck compartment and the armrest or even just... A lot of cars have even just small little compartments. Like I've got a compartment for my sunglasses. I've got a compartment for spare change. It's got the little chain, like coin dividers. Um, yeah. And so do you know what's in there? Or are those just like 
trash cans. <laughs> I mean, they are kind of convenient if they are trash cans, but I don't really think that's what the car designers had in mind. Okay. And then of course the kitchen. Now this is probably the most common or well-known place to have a junk drawer. But the funny thing is in a lot of kitchens, the drunk, the drunk, <laughs> wow, we're going to put words together. The junk drawers look alike. They're, they're similar. You're going to find a lot of the same things. And so I get it because the kitchen is kind of like, it's like the heart of the home. It's like central office. You know what I mean? It's like the hub, the core, you know? So everything that pertains to the family, I mean, you, you come through the kitchen at some point. So you might have pins in there because you need to sign that document for that child, or you might have batteries in there. You might have rubber bands in there. I mean, you might, I can tell you exactly what's in my junk drawer. Now, is it the neatest? No, it's been organized. And so there's some orders still there, you know, like order residue, but I know what's in my junk drawer. And so if you know what's in there and you can get to it easily, then good for you. Pat on the back. Okay. But if you don't, we need to deal with this. Okay. We all have these drawers. The question is, how do we deal with them? How do we prevent them from becoming out of control? Okay. So I'm going to give you a few solutions to consider and then some really practical suggestions for establishing a system that will keep those drawers in order. Okay. So the solution, the solutions, I've just got three. I could go on and on. Okay. I mean, it's simply ordered solutions. I've got plenty of solutions. It kind of depends on you, where you are, kind of depends on your goals and your personality, what you want to do, how much you want to do. I mean, it really just depends on you. So let's just start with these three. The first solution to resolving the issue of the junk drawer, wherever it is, bedroom, kitchen, bathroom, car, do you need to purge? Purging literally means to get rid of unnecessary things. Do you really need what you have in that drawer? If not, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. Like for real. I do not own the copyright to that song. Go ahead and just get rid of it, okay? It's okay. It's okay to throw it away. And if it's not trash and if it's actually usable and you just don't want to use it or you've never used it, then go ahead and give it away. Don't hold on to things that need to be let go. That is the number one solution to dealing with junky, cluttered drawers. Number two, and it's very, very closely tied to number one. I mean, it could be... They could be like a point apart if I rank these. The number two solution is do these items need a home? Okay. For a lot of people, that is the issue. It's winding up in the drunk drawer. Said it right that time because it doesn't have a home anywhere else. So again, the catch all literally means this is the drawer that catches all of my junk. It catches all of my stuff that just gets tossed around, thrown around, laid around. Okay, I get it. That makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. But you got to ask yourself this question. If I do need it and I want to keep it, where is the best place for it? I'll ask it again. If I do need this and I want to keep it, 
Where is the best place for it? What is the best fit home for this item? If you love pins and you have 72 pins in your junk drawer and you always come to that drawer for a pin, maybe you could get a nice dish or cup or vase or something decorative and place all those pins inside right there on the counter in reach so that you can get those pins easily and they're right there for you accessible and everything. Think about that because in the junk drawer, it might be helpful if you know that it's there, but the more you add to that drawer, the less you're going to be able to find that pen or that item you need quickly, okay? So consider that. Does this item need a home? Do I really want it? Do I really need it? If so, where can I put it to best use it, to more efficiently, more quickly use it, okay? The third solution is, do I need a system? Do you need a system, okay? And so like the example of the, the cup on the counter with the pins in it versus in the drawer, that's, that's the start of a system so that every time you need a pin, your eyes see where to go to get one, you, your body, your hand, your muscles learn where to go to get one, and so you've got your pin when you need it. That's, that's the start of a system. And then you execute that by communicating that to everyone in the home or whoever, wherever you are and let them know the pins are there. I mean, it doesn't have to be a big public service announcement. I mean, you just kind of communicate, you know, by doing and, and being consistent and repetitive. So the pins can't be in one home today and then another home in 10 minutes and then back in the junk drawer and then somewhere else because then no one will know where to find them. So the main thing about a strong system is that you are consistent, that it is established and it is solidified. Not that you can't tweak it and that it can't change, but you want to have some type of um, method to, I guess I'll say the madness, okay? Um, so those are the three suggestions. Like you and and think about your your drawers and your bedroom too. Like when you when you think about your clothes, okay, like clothes in a drawer, yes, just stuffed in there. I mean, there's no order whatsoever. But do you actually have a system that carries over from your laundry process of when to fold, how to place clothes into the drawer? If you don't, then that's why they're just getting stuffed in there because, I mean, whether you or children or teenagers or whoever, if there is not a system, if there is not a practice, a behavior, a habit that is, that is, um, I guess, put in place and then reinforced, that system will not be established and it, and it can, and the behavior, the cluttering cannot change. It will continue the same cycle. You'll constantly be frustrated, searching for things that you know you have. And so nobody needs that. Okay. So again, do you need a system? Do you need a home for this item? And do you need to purge? Those are three questions that will bring you to positive solutions to help you prevent junky drawers. Okay. I hope that's helpful. Now let's go ahead and go down to system suggestions. So again, your system is your sequence of events, your line of things that are, you are going to do regularly to help you stay organized and keep things in order. 
So I have about five, it looks like, five suggestions for junky drawers, okay? Number one, we've heard this one, we've seen it. They're beautiful. You can go as expensive or as inexpensive as you wanna go. Drawer organizers, okay? The main thing I wanna say to drawer organizers is keep in mind the size of your drawer and also keep in mind the function of your drawer. If you have a drawer organizer that is a little too tall and it gets like the drawer snags each time you try to open it, like it gets stuck, that's not going to work for you function functionality wise. That's not sustainable. You're not going to keep banging your drawer open. Like who wants to do that? You open the drawer so you can get in the drawer. If your drawer organizer is keeping you from getting in the drawer, you don't need that drawer organizer, okay? So be mindful of the height and the depth of your drawers when you, when you go to get drawer organizers, especially any that are um, like pre-manufactured and, and, and they have compartments already segmented out some can be kind of like customizable like where you where you attach them and you build out the sections that you want because sometimes you can buy these drawer organizer trays um, and I've seen the same thing actually I have this issue with my silverware um, drawer organizer I have more silverware than will fit in my drawer organizer and it's, it's kind of like silverware from like when my husband and I were single. It's silverware that we got when we got married. And then it's recent silverware that his grandmother, who is now passed, gave to us. So ideally, we might have multiple silverware drawers. Or if we had, like they do old school, the china cabinets with the really, really nice silverware in there, then that would be in its own home. But for now, what we have is one drawer. <laughs> for all the silverware. And the the drawer organizer, it's laying in the drawer portrait when the silverware, wait, let me say it right. It's laying in the drawer portrait, like vertical, right side up. When really, ideally, what I visualize is a drawer and a drawer organizer where my silverware is laid landscape, like horizontal. So, you know what I mean? Like, I want to pick up my spoon with my spoon facing right side up. I want to pick up my fork with my fork facing right side up versus flipped on its side. And you got to stand on the side of the drawer to put away or to get out the silverware that you want. You know what I'm saying? So even the orientation, that's what I'm trying to say, of drawer organizers makes a difference. The height of them and the the width of them, um, the depth of them, I mean. So pay attention to that. Keep that in mind and know that if you don't get, you know, an organizer from a, you know, organizer storage solution type of store, you can also buy, you know, um, kind of shallow, inexpensive baskets that you can place inside of drawers, depending on their size, to help you organize and keep organized things within the those particular drawers. So um, the next suggestion for your system, because again, you want the system is you setting up a sequence of behaviors that you're going to be able to repeat and continue. So clear bags clear bags work wonders 
I've actually started to use this more in my home because I can group and categorize like things. I can see right through the bags. <laughs> it's very inexpensive. And I can neatly, once I seal them, I can neatly like fold it over and lay them in a drawer, even stack them one on top of the other or kind of cascade them one on top of the other. So then it's almost like a file cabinet type of thing where I'm kind of going through the drawer and pulling out what I need. So that's one suggestion that you can implement into your system. And then another is get rid, get rid of them and make yourself put things in a home. Yes, get rid of the junk drawer. Take everything out and assign something else into that drawer. So maybe if I right now wanted to get rid of my junk drawer, I could have those two silverware drawers that I was just talking about. But make yourself get rid of it and now you have to find somewhere else to put those pins. Now you have to find somewhere else to put those batteries. Now you have to find somewhere else to put those matches or that lighter or whatever, you know? You do that and see how that works because that's that will be for some a huge adjustment to their system but it could really be a helpful one another suggestion is to implement or have one day or evening per week where you go to that drawer and you go through it you make sure it's in order you clean out anything that kind of got thrown in there real quick didn't see it didn't realize it and you keep it orderly you keep it organized one day or night a week you go and you do that five minutes i mean how long does it take to look in a drawer now maybe on the front end you got to put in a little more time maybe 20 minutes hopefully not an hour for a drawer maybe if it's a closed drawer you might have you know a little bit more time if you're doing all the drawers in the bedroom you'll definitely have a little lot more time but have one day or evening where you revisit at least one drawer and see how that works for you if you're able to maintain a system of order then okay and this last suggestion is for the analytical highly detail oriented you've heard them say one in one out if have, have you heard that before so here's what I suggest if, especially if you're visual make you a diagram of what's in like what if you and now I'm thinking specifically about clothes because you're going to have multiple drawers in a bedroom. OK, so make you a, a not nothing real to scale. I mean, just a quick sketch. What is in this drawer? OK, if you've got six drawers on a dresser. All right. That's six boxes on a piece of paper and you put eat, you put on that diagram how many items will neatly bring this drawer to capacity if it's seven shirts folded then you know seven shirts for this drawer if you've got two shirt drawers then you know seven and seven you know do that and then keep that nearby so that when you're out shopping or when you're doing laundry if a new item comes in you know up oh, one in one needs to come out because this drawer is to its capacity at seven shirts or this drawer is to its capacity at 20 pairs of socks. I mean, whatever the capacity for that drawer is, keep it in mind when you're bringing new items in 
I would suggest doing this when you have just done laundry because you can think that you're at capacity and then get all those clean clothes out of the dryer and have no place to put them. So then that goes back to, do you need to purge? Do you have things that you really don't need? Okay, so that's my suggestion for that system. Help, just helping you prevent that overflow that happens, okay? Now, if you have additional questions about getting organized or related topics, I would love to cover them anonymously on the show. Send your thoughts and questions to hello at simplyorderedsolutions.com. You can also reach out to me on social media, just inbox or tag Simply Ordered Solutions. Now, quickly moving right into our second segment for today, we are prioritizing what's most important in the moment. This is where I like to say I'm helping you move from clutter to creation. We like to create space for the things we love, the things that are most important to us. This is the segment where the education happens. It's where I really work in the teaching of how to declutter for a more productive, more satisfying quality of life, okay? So let's stay on the subject of our junky drawers and now ask the question, why? Why is it important to know what's in my junky drawers? I got three answers for you. Number one, it could save you money. Now I sound like a Geico commercial, but yes, it could save you money. Seriously, if you have things in your drawers that you don't realize are there, what are you gonna do when you need that item? you're gonna go out and buy it. You just are. Now, if you knew you had that in your drawer, you would not have to go out and buy it. You would just go get it from your drawer quickly and you would use it, okay? Number two, why is it important to know what's in my junky drawers? It could save you time and energy. I just talked about that somewhat. It saves you time, you move more efficiently, you are more productive, you work quickly, you get what you need when you need it and you're out, you know, when you know what's in your drawers. If you don't know what's there, what are you doing? You're wrestling trying to find it. You're fumbling through papers and then you don't see it and then you're looking in another drawer and you're looking in another drawer and then you're wasting time. And so, and you're simultaneously wasting energy because that's energy that you could have expended doing something else, doing something more constructive, getting on your way to where you had to go so you could get there a few minutes early and have a moment to breathe. I mean, time and energy are resources that we take for granted. We waste them so often, and sometimes we can prevent that, but we just don't because we are not organized and we don't have things in a proper place, in a home. And so you can save time and energy, hands down, 100% of the time, if you would know what's in your drawers and you actually had and took the time to organize them, okay? And number three, if you're saving money, if you're saving time and energy, if you know where your stuff is and you can get it and you can be on your way, you will feel better about yourself. You'll feel more accomplished, especially if you had junky drawers and then you listen to this podcast and you implemented these systems and these suggestions and these solutions and you actually did what we're talking about. You'd feel, tell me you wouldn't feel good about yourself. Tell me you wouldn't want to show everybody your junk drawer and do your before and after side pics. I mean, really. Who would not want to celebrate that? Who would not be proud of that? Because when you're not proud of yourself, you're embarrassed. 
You don't want people to come around. You don't want people to happen to see that. And that's not the way you want to live. That's not a place that you want to stay in. I mean, yeah, things will embarrass us at times because we're living. We're living in these homes. These cars are part of our lives. These desks and workplaces are our day-to-day lives. And so, yes, I'm I'm, I'm not saying that you will not have stuff to accumulate and that you'll be organized 100% of the time. I'm not even that way. But as long as you know where stuff is and you can get to it quickly and you're not wasting money or other valuable resources, you will feel better about yourself. And that's all I'm saying. That is a huge benefit to knowing what's in those drawers and being organized, okay? It might seem trivial because it's, it's just a drawer. Like, you know, why would I care i mean nobody can see it but you know it like you know that it's there and when you walk past that drawer you know what's in it like you might not know the specifics of what's in it but you know that there's junk in there you know what i'm saying one drawer can quickly turn into 10 and what happens is that the more cluttered your drawers are because they're tucked away the more likely that clutter is to spill out and over the top crowding your counters crowding the tops of your dressers or whatever area those drawers are in and so that clutter creeps in on you slowly but surely before you know it you're you can't focus you're in an environment and you can't find anything or you feel horrible about the space that you are supposed to be creating and turning into a place of serenity, a place of calm, a nice welcoming home or a productive work environment. And you deserve all those things. We work so hard in our lives. We strive and we run and we go and we do because that's what we are conditioned to do. But we're never really conditioned to to stop and, and accept that we deserve to have a place of serenity, a place of calm be it your home, be it your car, be it your desk at work. We deserve to have those places in our lives, those spaces in our world, because they make us a more balanced person and they help us to stay healthy emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. I mean, if if there's too much clutter, I can promise you there is not a lot of disinfecting going on. A maid cannot even come in and properly clean if a home is cluttered, if an office space is completely cluttered. So if that's happening, then how do you know your areas are even sanitized from viruses or, or, or bad bacteria that, I mean, you know what I mean? So yeah, it can really affect you physically. It can affect your health in multiple ways if you do not have those environments decluttered and in order. You deserve to have decluttered, healthy environments and spaces, okay? For our last segment today, this is where we open up, meaning we are honest with ourselves and we move out or we mobilize. That means we decide on and take an action. And this is where I like to say the motivation or the empowerment happens, okay? So this last segment, we mobilize. And the actual definition of mobilization, if you forgot, is the action of a country or its government preparing and organizing troops for active service. Not lip service, but active service. So here's the challenge. Here we are, here I am, mobilizing you. You're my troops, okay? I'm organizing my troops so we can actually do something. Do something this week. You guessed it. Did you see it coming? I like to give my challenges in baby steps. They say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So this week, take one drawer 
and deal with it. You can use the solutions that I named from segment one or any others that popped in your mind while you were listening to the show. Do you need to purge? Do you need to just throw some things away? Give some things away. Do you need to assign some things in that drawer? A new home, a more a home that better fits its function and its purpose in your day-to-day life. Or do you need a system, a well thought out and organized system for the things that are going in that drawer? If papers from your child's school keep ending up in that drawer, maybe we need a system in place for where papers go when they come home from school. They can't all fit in that drawer. At some point, they're going to overflow from that drawer and be somewhere else stressing you out. So you need a file cabinet, you need a box, you need a treasure chest, you need something to put those papers in. I'm in that dilemma right now. For some of you, depending on when you're listening to this, school might be back in session. That means papers, handouts, permission slips, everything is coming home. And my child's teacher sends a a paper newsletter home every week, every week. So I'm already, I've got a system. The current newsletter is on our memo board. And when the new one comes in, the old one comes off and goes right into the trash. That's the system. Why? Because yes, I could keep all of these as keepsakes, but why? I don't need to know 20 years from now what my daughter did on the 17th week of pre-K. I mean, I can know what she did in general, like overall in pre-K, but I'm really not going to care 20 years from now that Grandparents Day was on September 6th. It's just... It's not necessary. So I need it to purge. So that is an active system that I'm working and tweaking as we go along. And that's what you got to be honest with yourself about. So be honest, open up, give it some thought, take one drawer and deal with it this week. Okay, do that and let me know how it goes. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to send any other organizing questions or topics to hello at simplyorderedsolutions.com or social media, tag or inbox, Simply Ordered Solutions, okay? I really am here to help and I'd love to feature your questions, not trying to put you on blast, but if you have questions, I will anonymously share them so that others can know that they're not alone and you'll know that you're not alone. You're not crazy. There is help, okay? On the next episode, we're going to be talking about piles of paper. So spread the word on that. And I invite you to visit my website, simplyorderedsolutions.com and sign up and um, sign up there to stay up to date on all the latest from me, okay? All right, join me every other Friday right back here. Depending on where you're listening, you might be on anchor.fm slash order at heart or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Google Podcasts, whatever your podcast platform of choice is. Listen to me every other Friday. Love and simplicity to you. I am Simply Dara, and I'll talk to you right here from the mic when we come back.